Welcome to the Friday Night Clive podcast with me, Clive Payne. In this podcast, we look back at the amazing charities, organisations and people we have chatted to over the past few months, all of whom have interesting and important stories to tell. If you enjoy listening to a good orchestra, much like I do, or you play an instrument yourself, I suppose I do as well, and you'd like to join an orchestra, then stay with me. The People's Orchestra, which is a fellow Queen's Award for Voluntary Service recipient, is one of the UK's leading community orchestras. It's not only an orchestra, they're also a charity and they help people to get back into paid employment, education or set up your own business. Joining me on the line to talk more about this is their founder and CEO and Artistic Director, Sarah Marshall. Good evening, Sarah. Hello, Clive. Lovely to be here. Thank you very much for joining me. First of all, many congratulations on receiving your Queen's Award for Voluntary Service. And, uh, you know, it's always a big day for anybody that receives that. Uh, What does it mean to you to to, uh, receive that? Thank you. And you guys got on to... It is amazing. We were just absolutely stunned. And we were so proud for our volunteers because without our volunteers... We wouldn't be here. They just do some tremendous work and uh, we are so pleased that they got this award. Now, of course, you have to keep it under wraps for a bit, but I bet you were bursting mm. to tell people. Well, what was everybody's reaction when you were able to tell them? They were, they were over the moon. Yes, you have to keep it so close, don't you? Only, mm. a, only a very few know. Uh, but then we were able to tell everybody, absolutely amazed. And then we went to get the award at the Hippodrome and our guys were on stage and they were just over the moon. It was just brilliant. Now, tell me about the People's Orchestra and why it was set up. Okay, so the People's Orchestra was set up, ooh, about 10 years ago. It was just a small community project run by the Change Consortium. And um, we set up an orchestra and we went to play um, a concert. That was brilliant. And then everybody wanted to keep going. Mm. And we found ourselves in the Symphony Hall with BBC WM very shortly afterwards. And so then it became a charity, and it, it has kept going from strength to strength ever since. I mean, that's a great testament, isn't it, that 10 years to the work mm. that everybody's put into it, and the people that come and hear you play and perform, because they're, they're very loyal supporters, clearly. But tell me about the background of your members. So our members come from across the black country, from across Birmingham, other local surrounds, and they are nurses and scientists and teachers, they are in retail, just every walk of life you can imagine. Uh, students, we have some young people with us, some people who are retired. And they just all love playing uh, music. And we play games, film, TV, show music. Mm-hmm. So it's a very popular stuff. And so you know, we, have a, we just have a fantastic time. They absolutely love it. It's unusual, though, isn't it, to be an orchestra and a charity as well? There are quite a few orchestras who are charities, but are, we're slightly unusual that we have such a large social impact side. We have a whole side that helps, and we've helped put thousands of people back into work, and that is really quite unusual. It's about using the fact that we do the performances to and uh, we do the rehearsals and everything to do with music mm-hmm. is actually a knock-on effect of helping loads of people back into work. And again, I guess that's why people, you know, stay with the orchestra because, as you say, you have the fun, but there's also that that sort of latent positive effect as well. What sort of, you know, careers have people gone on into? 
Well, we get them into all sorts. I mean, it can be something <laughs> like, it could be like a call centre, but very recently we've been getting people into the HMRC, into the police, into the NHS. But then we see people um, years later in the upper echelons of the BBC and ITV, and you just go, they were one of us <laughs> ten years ago, and you see these fantastic, fantastic careers. We've launched um, new careers in the arts, um, in the army and abroad. It's just been absolutely amazing. And of course, playing and performing in public, that improves your confidence, doesn't it? It does. It improves the confidence um, of the players and their standard gets higher and higher. But by actually having going to concerts and uh, working with our players, um, our unemployed people get a load of confidence as well and they've got something to go and talk about um, when they go to uh, to an interview, so it's just it's fantastic. It boosts everybody's well being. You know what music's like. It's mm. just great, isn't it? It's just it, great to hear. It's a universal great language. Play. It you is. Know, if you think about it, I mean, for for people that are looking to join you, uh, what level of musical aptitude do they need to have? I mean, are you looking for you know or, uh, somebody to come in with the standard of Julian Lloyd Webber or Andre <laughs> Ryu or or somebody that that just you know plays a bit on the piano at Christmas kind of thing? Oh, we would love that. That would be fantastic. No. For the main orchestra, the People's Orchestra, we're looking at about a grade six, seven and above. Mm -hmm. Quite a lot of our players are quite a lot better than that. But we also have um, a network of rusty players, a rusty players orchestra for everybody who doesn't think they can (laughs) quite get into the main orchestra just yet. And they want to give it a go. Uh, They can come with any instrument. We've had concertinas in there. Um... We've even got a Rusty Players Orchestra in Carmarthen, and they've got recorders in there. So, you know, whatever level we can manage. I mean, that, that, that's really good. You see, you can, you can cater for everybody. Mm. Now, you're described as having a pioneering approach to music. Talk, define that for me. Um, with us, we decided that we, right at the beginning, we weren't going to turn people away who were good enough. And what that meant is that... Um, our orchestra has no restriction on instrumentation mm-hmm. and the number of people in each section. So you might go to a symphony orchestra and expect two or three flutes. We can have 10 or 12 flutes. So, you know, whenever you come and hear us, we will never same, sound the same twice because every time it could be a different lot of people, a different sound, even if we're playing the same type of music. And that does mean that we have to arrange a lot of music, especially for our orchestras. And now we've got choirs for everybody that can't play an instrument, that we then have to arrange all the music for everybody to play. Mm. But again, you see, it makes it difficult to balance the sound, doesn't it? Because if you if you would ordinarily have three flutes in a symphony, um, then, you know, you've got 12, for example. Um, that I, I, would, I guess that poses its challenges as well not from the individual's perspective but how you balance the dynamics of that music i think it's a case of how good our instrumentation our our guys are our Mm. players are they listen to each other and you can um get some of them to play other over other parts so that you spread it out and um when we did a fantastic recordings with the bbc they thought the same thing until they heard us and realise, actually, no, it is absolutely fantastic. There are some pieces we wouldn't tend to go for large, big classical pieces that need lots of strings, because that's not our strength. Mm. But the film stuff, TV, games, show music, 
absolutely fantastic. Now, we were talking a moment ago about how you've managed to get so many people into gainful employment. I just want to revisit this and unpick it <laughs> a little bit more because you offer work placements as part of the government's kickstart scheme and yeah. unemployment into work with TPO Bridge. Explain that to me and how, how, that, how you've been doing that. Okay, so we put the first concert on 10 years ago and we realised that all our volunteers that have been working with us had suddenly got jobs literally instantly into work mm -hmm. so more and more volunteers came and more and more people were helping into work and we actually employ somebody to help them into work to literally handhold them to interviews um and write cvs and everything that's what we do as well so we've had this program going for about 10 years we've helped thousands of people back into work last year the government started its kickstart scheme and so we offered to help there and we're helping over 50 people on the Kickstart scheme with things like uh, composition and uh, working in graphics and social media. We still have some places open if people want to come. We're really looking for composers, desperate for composers. Um, so we've been working on that scheme, and which has been fantastic. We've got, you know, over half of them back into work. Mm. I mean, that's a tremendous achievement. Um, you've also got the Singing Together workshops. Uh, now, I mean, as I said at the beginning, yes, I, I play instruments, but singing is my thing because I learnt to read music and I've sung in choirs and things. Um, but again, I, tell, talk to me about the Singing Together workshops. Do you need, a, again, a high, a high aptitude of person to come into that, or how does that work? Oh, no, no. So the Singing Together workshops came off the back of what our show choirs were doing and during lockdown. We always used to have um, lots of care homes who would bring um, their residents to our concerts. And being in West Brom Town Hall, we could move the chairs away, we could have loads of people in there, and it was fantastic. But during lockdown, they couldn't come to us. No. So we decided, is there something that we could do to give back? And the Sing Together workshop is literally it's just an online um, singing workshop with our call director, Ula Weber, and it's for people in care homes, residential homes, who want to just have a bit of a sing-along. And uh, they can sign up, and this has gone nationwide. We've got uh, care homes from across the country signed up, and we send out um, little workshops for people to have a sing-along every month or so, and then we just send them out everything that the orchestras are doing and the choirs are doing mm -hmm. as well. We just want to keep people... Um, engaged in culture and this is just something a little bit that we can do there's no cost to it you can just sign up we'll send you the stuff and again we were saying earlier on that it improves people's confidence but also it's good for people's mental health as well it is they have um great little um movements and things you can do along with the with the piece just keeps me people's minds um ticking along a bit of well-being a bit of singing and they're always they're all the tunes that everybody knows the really well-known oldies now, I mean, this all comes at a cost. How are you funded to do this? Oh, it does. So we are funded... <laughs> don't, don't that. Uh, we are funded mainly through grant funding, uh, small and large trust funding, uh, some public donations, and the public has been fantastic this last week when we got our van stolen. Oh, and I, yeah, I saw that in the news. That's atrocious. Oh. I'll come on to that. That's horrendous. Um, and we're also funded um, through the membership fees as well. Right. So what? tell me about the, the, the fact that these uh, little sausages um, stole your van. <laughs> we, we were recording this last weekend at Trefoil House in the centre of Birmingham. We had our orchestra there in sections. We had 
our full massed choirs from across the West Midlands were there and the National Teachers Choir. And we were rehearsing and recording a piece of music for our Commonwealth project. And we'd packed up, the van was parked, we were just downloading some digital um, work onto the computer, came out, the van's gone. And in there was all our um, sound recording kit, our percussion kit. We've got a big band launch this Sunday and all the auxiliary percussion is gone and it's just a nightmare. How have you managed to get support rallied to help you through that so you can do that on Sunday? Luckily, all the people that who are coming, the musicians are going to bring their instruments with them. Mm-hmm. We are going to be all right. We're going to have to do some of the videoing and sound recording on phones and things rather than doing it quite as uh, professionally as we would have done before. Mm. We've had some fantastic offers of replacement instruments, of um, offers of borrowing vans and things for the time being whilst we get everything sorted out. It's quite a distinctive van. It has a backlift because it needs to get heavy equipment in and out of it so it's just a shame it's not been found well i was going to come on to that and say you know obviously that we have to be careful what we say because there's a police investigation Mm -hmm. going on but what do you know of the progress that's been made so far we haven't heard anything and it's such a shame we haven't heard anything from the police at all i mean uh, i suppose somebody stealing a van it's not a particularly um high on the police list and i guess if if they come across it, that's great. We'll get it back. But yeah, but you've lost your equipment in it as well. We've that, lost that, all the equipment that, in it the as key well. Thing, yeah. isn't it? You know, yeah. yeah. Um, how frustrating. Let's move on to something uh, more positive than than people stealing property. You've had some key achievements in the orchestra, haven't you? Tell me about those. Um, we have. We've had some fantastic times. We um, were asked to do a series with the BBC. We were selected as one of the top five. Um, most inspirational um, orchestras um, in the UK. And we did some recording um, with the BBC for that programme. That was absolutely amazing. Um, And we did the Commonwealth handover. So the musicians that you see on the balcony of the council house in Birmingham, that's us. Um, And we've also done lots of live to film. We love doing that. Good. So, again, plenty to keep you busy, really, yeah. and, and as you say, the, the key achievements. Now, you touched on the Commonwealth Games, and I was finding, finding out about the Commonwealth Games during the week, um, but you're involved with that, aren't you, as, as well? We have a Commonwealth... We don't know, and everybody keeps asking us, what's happening with the big opening closed ceremonies. We have no clue, just like everybody else. Um, but we do have our own Commonwealth project running, and um, we're sharing the music that we make and that we've recorded this last weekend with countries in the Commonwealth and encourage them to record and add to it to make a really big piece of music. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a live event um, in July and we're hoping that orchestras and musicians will be able to come over. We know the Canadians are going to come over. Obviously, it's all related to COVID, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. we hope, fingers crossed, everything can happen. Um, so we're having a big event um, in Digba. Um, in July. Oh, that sounds absolutely splendid, and I'm sure uh, we'll get the chance to see you as well at that. Yeah. Um, if we want to find out more about the work that you do, or even join the orchestra, perhaps if we're somebody um, that isn't particularly confident and things, or thinks, mm, am I good enough? Do you know what? How would you get me to to, to join and encourage us to join? I think the best thing is just come and give it a go. We are such a friendly group. 
Rusty's is ideal for people who are just not quite sure. I think I'm beyond um, that. <laughs> I play the Even piano like Les picked... Dawson, you know. <laughs> Even if you haven't picked up an instrument for years, just drag it out of the loft, dust it off, and come and give it a go. It's great fun. You'll be amazed how quickly you pick it up. If you're a, a musician who's been playing for quite a while, come to our website, thepeoplesorchestra.com, come and join us. Um, we, have a, we have a great fun. And if you really want to hear a lot more about what the orchestra does um, with the choirs and TPO Bridge, we have a podcast with Katie Derham. That's called Just a Tonic. And you can hear everything that we're doing on that. It's absolutely fantastic. If we're not an internet user, how can we get in touch as well? Is there a phone number that we can ring? Um, yeah, we are based at the Town Hall in West Bromwich. And our phone number is 0121 569 2616. And as you say, you're at the Town Hall in West Bromwich. Well, many congratulations on your Queen's Award for Voluntary Service. And Sarah Marshall from the People's Orchestra, thank you very much for talking to Friday Night Live. That is your lot for this episode. You can catch the programme live every Friday night on Black Country Radio from 8pm. If you like our podcast, please subscribe by heading to blackcountryradio.co.uk forward slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. See you very soon. This is a Black Country Radio podcast presented by Clive Payne and produced by Andy Caddick.